Blackberry is brought to you by Amass Studio, LLC. This episode was recorded on February 3rd, 2023. You know what I just realized? That is cult or gang-related activity. When you hire a bunch of people to work on something, and then you fire them before it's done, and then you hire a bunch of new people, that is a very common tactic within gangs and cults. Okay, y'all. Shit has gotten serious. Lappy is back once again to update you and me on the new and vicious ways Melanie Veronica and Alexa Nicholas have changed their stories to cast me or maybe some random bitch or bitches named Will as a sinister villain. We don't need a long intro here because Lappy basically just told me there are updates but not what they all were and we booked this recording that you are about to hear. One other thing, Lappy just had a song drop, was about to drop before this recording, and has dropped since this recording. So go check that out after this episode. Links will be in the description. Anyway, here we go. All right. Okay, I'm we're back. back. Yes. Oh boy. All right. Welcome, welcome back. The floor is yours. Okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to go through what my experience over the past week has been since we last talked. I've had uh, multiple free Britney supporters come and tell me that Melanie Veronica has been harassing them um, over the past weeks to not only go to your page and leave comments or block you or report you, but also spreading false narratives about your appearance at the protests and and saying you were harassing them and stalking Alexa and also got violent. Oh, really? With Melanie Veronica. What? Yes, this is what has been told to me by free Britney supporters that she is telling them who weren't there people who were not at the protests even though it was in public and filmed she's lying to people that you were harassing them you were getting violent what what did I do that was violent allegedly what are they saying that you had somehow come and charged at Alexa what um or not not Sorry, not Alexa, Melanie Veronica, that you had charged, charged, charged. Oh, your signal just cut out. Oh, damn it. I ain't stopped. Your signal cut out. Right. You said I charged at Melanie Veronica. Let me, let me, I don't know. Maybe it was that corner. Maybe. How do I sound now? You sound crisp and clear now. That works. Okay. So <laughs> let me just. Start over. (laughs) Yes, please do. So over the past week, I've had multiple Free Britney supporters tell me that Melanie Veronica is going around harassing them and telling them to go to your page, 
report you, block you, leave nasty comments. And she's also lying about what happened at the protest, saying that you came at her to, you know, try and maybe hurt her, that you were stalking Alexa, and that you were colluding with TriStar. <laughs> uh, what the fuck? And, you know, these are really bold claims that are just bullshit. Like, I'm into bold claims that are reasonable and real. What in the fuck is any of that? That's a whole list of things that it's like, let me try and smash every Britney supporter, like, right in a trigger. And they just hit, it's like they hit all of them at once and it just canceled them all out. Because people are like, what? All of that? Shift? I don't think so. I mean, this is clearly manipulation, but it's also just a big form of spin. Because mm -hmm. if you if you can, like, tell there's some breadcrumbs of, like, how you could say, oh, you know, you were there, right? And you had come up to the protesters to hand your flyers. And they were not wanting to take them, not wanting to talk to you. Only a and couple of them acted away, went yeah. inside of the building. Where that's where my car was parked. You walk through so, the lobby to the back, and that's where the parking garage is. And I had never been driving in North Hollywood before, so I made the decision early on to park in the park in the closest possible parking garage. Check the prices. I could afford it. It was pretty expensive, but I parked in the parking garage. Um, and I kind of regretted that decision a little bit when it was so labyrinthian. I had a hard time getting around in there. But ultimately, uh, it was fine. And I regret nothing about that choice. I was talking with the security <laughs> guard. I also gave flyers to someone who I think is the owner of the building. And I definitely gave some flyers to someone who is a um, like an agent, a talent manager or something that works for TriStar. Uh, mm -hmm. and I talked to him. What was his name? Um, the real maestro, I think was his name. He said, mm -hmm. I was supposed to look him up and I didn't yet. But, um, so that was my interactions with everybody that was associated with the building that TriStar leases out of and TriStar staff. So there we go with that. That's what they're, they were. So I noticed that people did not appreciate me going inside. I also bought food at the little cafe in the lobby too. Um, so well, I did financially she, contribute to the building owners like that. She doesn't have any information to say you're colluding with TriStar. She it's only bizarre. saw you walk in the building. You could have used the bathroom. Right. You could have drank out the water fountain. Right. She's literally taking what she could see and what she could grasp at to tell people who were not there something completely different, but that you could say is somewhat rooted in reality, but <laughs> that is a very alternate reality. Like you have to be on drugs to really see that reality. And I don't know what she's on, but she's definitely not, not good in reality when it comes to, uh, yeah, telling people literal lies about what happened. It's insane. It's outrageous. There were many witnesses there, too. So I don't understand even where that could even have started from. Um, and I'm aware that she was like, like upset with me. But she also we had a good moment for a second and we were talking. She did. She was like not 
trying to see me, but I went over to hand her a flyer because I figured it made more sense for me to go over and hand my flyers to people, even if they were seeming like they were a little uncomfortable with my presence, because I didn't want them to think I was there for some other reason. And if I hand them a flyer, we have a chance to chat for a second and they can at least hear that my tone is not confrontational and I didn't have any confrontational body language. I certainly wasn't violent, charging anybody, aggressive. I had a megaphone and I didn't even use it until the very end when somebody in my live stream, Free Britney Norway, asked me to say hi to the group. And I was like, oh, I don't think they're gonna be very happy to hear a hello from you coming through me. They're not gonna be happy to hear anything from me. And she said, oh, do it anyway. I don't care about all that or something like that. And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. So I went to hit the megaphone button and it's new and it's kind of cheaper. It's got some combo buttons, but when I hit the power button, it just started playing this song very loudly on a loop. And I realized it was at the exact same time that they were trying to get their little reel that they use to do their marketing bullshit mm -hmm. thing. It's, they stage it up and then they just basically march around so they can get footage and make it seem like it's a real important situation. Anyway, so they were doing that wow. part and I had hit the button. It, ha it was coincidental the first time, but they were taking, they'd just taken the first one and they didn't do it right. And they were taking a second one and they, I interrupted it accidentally, but then they all looked at me like, hey, what the <laughs> fuck? And I was like, ooh, I have an opportunity to be a little <laughs> bit annoying. <laughs> just for a second, I haven't been loud. I actually didn't want to counter protest, quote unquote, or anything like that. I came to disseminate information about Melanie uh, Melanie Carlson mystifying was hosting a permitted rally in Washington, DC and online, um, the following Tuesday, just in a few days. And she had a very limited time to organize it in. So I volunteered to help and make these flyers and she sent me copy and I went and paid, I designed them myself when I had very little time because I was on a time crunch with some deadlines and shit. So I threw it into my fucking busy schedule, got her flyers together and also put together flyers for my episode with Kay and Kaylee, where they talk about the origin stories of Eat predators and where, they fell into the story and fell out of the dynamic with Alexa and how she took over the brand and really has been riding the momentum of work that they put in. Um, and it's funny because she even says so in her Christy Carlson Romano interview in one second, she's like, it's like it came together like magic. And then just one breath later, she's, and I was telling my husband the other day, I understand why people don't do this because it's such hard work to organize. And then Christy Carlson Romano is like, Oh, you mean like getting permits? And she goes like, yeah. And, and then says a bunch of other things. They don't get permits. So why'd she say, yeah at all there and then oh. also how is it what she was describing when she said it came together like magic and then it's so hard she doesn't understand how anybody could do it it's because she had a team magically pulling everything together as far as she's concerned it's magic because she wasn't involved in any of the work and then they were all mm -hmm. gone all of a sudden and i was just barely stepping in just after that recording or right around that recording maybe the day after that recording things started to come together with me building a working relationship with her and starting to come up with game plans to solidify some structure and get things more automated um and like delegated and actually because i didn't realize things were previously being delegated in a, a way that made sense and she destroyed it once but you know what i just realized that is very either cult or gang related activity because when you hire a bunch of people to work on something and then you fire them before it's done and wow. then you hire a bunch of new people who are supposed to pick up where the last group you know left off wow. and then you fire them yeah that is a very common tactic within gangs and cults interesting fascinating connection that oh, is cool. a very orchestrated type of pattern Phenomenal. I think she's been exposed to that kind of thing a little bit, but from what I'm learning this week, and I'm not really in a position to speak on too much right now, but I'm working on some really awesome projects 
Uh, some nice. of that's content. Some of that's more like um, collaborations with other institutions and entities to kind of sort some stuff out. Oh, we um, busy. Oh yeah, we we very busy, and we're relaxed about it. We're even keeled. We're metered. We're having fun. It's yeah. great. It's yeah. cool, and it's serious too. We're uh, being adult about it. We are facing things as a community, and we are taking advice that we don't want from each other. I have been told, mm. you know, like various things. I've been coached by many people with, like, I the blessing that I've received in community as far as legal and uh, public relations and media relations support is like absolutely unprecedented in my life, and I am so blessed and grateful to have it. Um, uh that said um yeah it's significant it's taking up a lot of my time to be <laughs> thinking mm. and talking about all this stuff and um yeah there's been some players involved that i expected to have more um respectful or at least like even if they don't respect me it seems like it would be like due process or good praxis or just like what like their job like the steps that they should take to at least verify any of her claims at all. Um, and yeah. like the, a lot of people have talked to her one time and cut me off immediately. And I just, you know, I know the value of white woman's tears. Um, and I know how uh, manipulative she is because she's worked various manipulative manipulation tactics on me and around me with other people. Like, for example, there's one person in her life, this L girl that runs the social media for PAVE. She's a social media manager and um, she works for their little organization and is doing all these things that are supposedly great. Uh, and the the situation with her, um, I just basically watched Alexa uh, talking about her kid and and this girl's relationship and how that her kid it's like you're her favorite person and um it's like she's looking at somebody that she wants to be when she grows up kind of stuff and that's you could take that with a grain of salt because I have no recordings because I'm not a rude crazy person that keeps recordings on all the time um and it was just in a random casual oh, a few random casual moments but things like that I've had people do to me and so watching it happen to her I was kind of concerned and that was when I thought Alexa was halfway reasonable um so you know it's just kind of a thing you know i figured oh it's accidental or like you know people don't realize or she's so full she's kind of innocent and just doesn't you know whatever i had all these excuses well i do have to right. say too there's a difference between being recruited for a cult and you know uh, trapped by a cult and being a cult leader that's true and i think you know, she may have more involvement in previous maybe cult activities than she has disclosed because I've I've heard of certain situations where there will be quote unquote ex cult people, you know, who left a cult and they're supposedly exposing the cult, but they never actually expose like who's running it. Mm -hmm. And then slowly but surely they're just like a disinformation platform used as like a form of propaganda and really more exposure to cults and you know where people wouldn't have known about it unless you know this person was doing you know type of behaviors that are very cult-like so i'm just i'm just thinking more like deep and you know it's bigger than alexa it's yes. way bigger than alexa very much very much. Let's get back on Melanie Veronica, as a matter of fact, because 
for all I know, that might be the title of this episode. I might call it yeah. Pink Clown or something like that. <laughs> Pink Clown Pundit. You were so yeah. generous. So generous. You gave her Pundit, and then all of this nasty shit comes out after that. You were so generous to <laughs> come up with something kinder than Talking Head. Or I think I was working towards Cheerleader or Groupie, Free Burning mm. Groupie. Right? <laughs> Oh my. Yeah. So I talked to her directly, right? Like multiple times over the last six months. And mm, mm-hmm. uh, the first time I talked to her, she was pushing back on me about my Michael Caine story. Now, Michael Caine is Britney Spears' current business manager that was appointed by Jamie without any prior uh, notice or approval from Britney. And he was also Michael Jackson's former business manager when he died, and he was one of the executors of his estate. But after, you know, Michael Jackson passed away um, and, you know, the assets were split, they were sued by the IRS for $110 million and actually fined um, a portion of that because they did actually undervalue the property, but there were certain properties that, you know, were surprisingly low value, like Jackson's music um, was not actually as valuable as expected. Um, But it's just because of his last five years of his life. And there was like all these calculations and I went to business school, right? So I read through the lawsuit and I read through every single individual calculation, the math they were using, the formulas they were using. And I double checked it. I made sure to see exactly what happened. And yeah, that man definitely technically scammed the United States people out of at least $80 million of tax money from Michael Jackson's estate. And they were fined. Um, and that man is in charge of Britain's estate and, and business. Um, and I put this information out there just for everybody to see it. And Melanie Veronica messaged me saying, how do you know Michael Caine is in charge of her stuff? Do you, have you seen the articles of incorporation of her business? How yes, do you know? I have. And I'm like, yes. Jayden, can, you actually, actually. <laughs> can, you, can you actually Google something real quick and look up Michael Caine, Britney Spears? And you can just find all the information you need to know on public record. It's not like a secret. It's not, and you can't hide too much information when you are a business that is on tax record, right? So, you know, there's like certain laws that prevent money laundering um, and, you know, embezzlement. Like there's certain things that you can't do as a business. So as much as you have like proprietary information and trade secrets, there is still, you have to register with the government. You have to disclose the major partners and disclose the major operators of the business this is something i also know as a business you know Mm -hmm. uh, former owner and i mean i have my own business as a violinist as a singer as a producer so you know i i know what business you know law is and i know how to read it and i know how it works and it varies by state but one thing's for sure is that if britney spears was in control of her own company we would see that. We would see that mm-hmm. somewhere. 
mm-hmm. and that is nowhere in no lawsuit ever that her company has been involved in has Britney Spears the person been named there right. have been people at the company named such as Lou Taylor such as Jamie Spears her father but never Britney Spears the person so I highly doubt that Britney Spears and you know company is Britney Spears person it's just not you know they they don't correlate on paper and mm-hmm. she tried to say like oh well you can't say that unless you know the articles of incorporation i said honey baby i i've been in i've been in this industry for too long you cannot tell me what i know and what i don't know but you can go and google yourself and come to your own conclusions and you can post that if you want but you can't tell me to take down my stories you mm-hmm. can't tell me to take down my posts and if you're trying to police my page, like you've got another thing coming, right? That's weird. But- That's tyrannical fascist ass bullshit from a pink haired clown that doesn't really know anything about anything unless she's being fed information from some source. Well, I have to say the only other time that's ever happened was a mole in uh BJ from that surprise witnesses investigation team. Now, mm. isn't it interesting that Melanie Veronica was also part of BJ's investigation team. I didn't know that. Yes. In fact, she was featured on her channel multiple times because she was at the courthouse talking to Matthew Rosengart, which is Brittany's lawyer, who I also investigated and found he works for a law firm that represented George W. Bush in the 2001 election against Al Gore. Now, that's not typically, you know, too interesting, except that same law firm at that time was owned by Steve Beer, who is one of Britney's original managers with Larry Rudolph. Hmm. So that law firm, right, was owned by Britney's manager at the time of that uh, election. And her new lawyer is from that same law firm. So that company definitely has a relationship with Britney Spears that spans at least 20 years. And that's what I also put out to the public. So I see Melanie Veronica's, you know, communications with Matthew Rosengard as a conflict of interest. If, I was at, just at the thinking, very least. Yeah, I was at just, the very least. That was the phrase in my mind too. Yeah. I am going to go ahead and concur with that exact rhetoric. Um, I am going to also say I don't like her at all. Um, and I tried to, I was neutral about her and I was just hopeful. I was just open to community at first, but the more I'm getting to know her, the more I'm hearing about her, the more um, I'm seeing of her, I don't like her. And one thing, the conflict that we had uh, at the, at the event, um, mm-hmm. I, cause I walked up to her to hand her my flyers. I showed her the one about, uh, mystifying Melanie Carlson's event in DC and mm-hmm. online. She was excited. I was like, you're going to want to know about this. And I told her about it. And I was a little nervous to talk to her too. I, I didn't think she was going to be stoked about the other flyer. So then she, and she was excited about, she was like, I love Melanie Carlson. Mystifying's great. And so glad mm-hmm. this is happening. Thank you. And then I flip it over and I'm like, and I'm handing these out about my episode. And it's like, I already had handed out a bunch of them. Why would I lie to her or try to hide mm-hmm. that or what? You know what I mean? But she turns to me and she's just like, you didn't come here to diminish from what we came here to do. Did you? 
And I was just like, what? They hit me sideways. And I was just like, why are you always questioning my ethics, Melanie? Why? You have opportunity to know me. You've talked to me. And then you hear things that you're like, this doesn't fit into my delusional narrative. And you just shit on me. Why are you always questioning my ethics? And she said, I do question your ethics. And I was like, you know what? You're you're entitled to do that. That's your right to do that. You want to question my ethics? And then I thought about it for a second. It was one of those moments that I could have shut the fuck up. But I was like, I got one more thing to say. And I was like, I actually don't believe you. I don't think you do question my ethics. I think you don't like me because I make you question yours. And that's where she, like, it could have turned into a fight. But I backed off, walked away, went over and stood by people that were receiving me like at all because there were some people mm-hmm. ignoring me and then there were some people that were like oh hey good to have you here so i stood over where the energy was actually receptive and warm and not just kind of like averse mm-hmm. you know it wasn't like people were hostile or like everybody was i talked to a bunch of people that i knew were not going to be stoked to see that this episode was out but i thought it was in everybody's best interest that they be aware of it mm-hmm. i mean let's just for the record confirm or deny did you at any point in time physically harm or try to harm anybody at the protest? Of course not. Absolutely not. I did not. There was no, okay. I didn't even, I didn't become verbally aggressive with anybody. Even still with the conversation with Melanie, I wouldn't say that it was even aggressive even from her. I think she was shocked and then I was frustrated. And you could say those are aggressive tones. If you really want to warp the narrative that way, you could say there was a fight or an argument. I don't even think it was an argument. I think that she saw something she didn't like and she reacted to that. I came, I was the messenger all the way through. I created the message. I brought the message. I didn't create the message, but I facilitated all the space and did all this production. And then I made these flyers the first time I did something like this. And this is a community that's impacted by this message. And I want them to know what is being said about the group that they're coming and they're using their bodies to back up. So if they're not, the thing is if people aren't there for opportunism to try to get close to some sort of fallacious idea of celebrity and stardom, because Alexa really has no traction in the industry. Mm -hmm. She's gaining all this traction that she had for a second. She could have potentially used any of this right to get a little more momentum for herself if she had worked with other people but she's so so incapable of sharing space the only people that could be around her right now have got to be blowing so much smoke up her ass and melanie veronica's involvement they're all convoluted and all of them have put out in the world that they're incredibly interested in getting as close as they can to britney spears's situation Mm -hmm. and they've done nothing real to to really progress her freedom advancing like it seems Mm -hmm. as though melanie's really kind of acting in ways that make me wonder if she might be controlled opposition. I will say right now we have 10 minutes left approximately. It'll give me well, a, a, a I do I did want to say because um I didn't really get to touch on it last time. I have a song coming out next week. It's like my first song in 2 years and it's the lead single to my debut album as Lappy on the Beat. Mm. Um, I just wanted to like, you know, shameless promo for I the song. <laughs> yes, and, you know, um, the song is, and the whole album is about love. Um, so, you know, I, I wanted to kind of like match it up with Valentine's Day. So it's coming right in time. If you have a special someone or if, even if you don't, Maybe you can get a special somebody uh, when you play, play the song because I'll play it to myself. Good. I will love myself and play it to myself. Is it is it 
is there room for that in there? Yeah. Create an alter ego in my head. And, <laughs> and I'm gonna send it to you so you can listen to it before it drops. Oh, um, you know, that's beautiful. Exclusive. Yay! Thank you. That's yeah. lovely. I love that. Yeah. And uh, you know, if anybody wants to listen to my music, you can Google my name, L A P I on the beat. Um, or you can follow me on Instagram, Lappy, L-A-P-I, so savage. That's what's up. It's a good time. It's really good to be creating stuff. I feel it's interesting how this whole explosion is happening because I already have been talking about so many of the things that are happening with these people. Mm-hmm. Just like this works for my whole momentum. I just keep it coming, I guess. Like I'm, I try to work things out, you know? I mean, I, I gotta I say to this definitely got us into working because like, i think there were so many things happening over the past year you know it was like okay yeah we gotta definitely stay you know like try to schedule something so we can do this but when the alexa case pretty much blew i'm like okay I have to bunker down. I have to take my notes. <laughs> I have to do my interviews because this is not this is not gonna happen. I'm not gonna sit here and watch somebody that I actually, you know, like and know, have talked to, have supported, and in real time, you know, I saw like you were purely there to help. You did not take advantage of anybody. And when you were just ostracized you know i'm like why would they do this to somebody you know why would they really really do this to somebody and i'm seeing the deeper levels of just evil that are in these people you know i i i wanted to believe that melanie veronica was like an honest person because when i asked her as soon as this case broke what do you think about the people basically coming out and accusing Alexa of forms of abuse related to eat predators. Mm. And she said, I believe in her and I don't believe them. So I said, Oh, I believe in her is some, she said that to me too. She said, I believe in Alexa. I believe in this movement. And I said, what does that even mean? And she got, she kind of, the conversation kind of broke down because what does it mean to believe in somebody and then not believe a bunch of other people? It's very religious, culty rhetoric, even. It's, you know, it look, it's your First Amendment. You can believe anything you want. But when we're talking yeah. about facts, you don't <laughs> believe facts. You have facts or you don't. And for her to say, I don't believe these people, I just assume she didn't have the facts. She didn't know what these She's people were saying. Actively she didn't know who them. they I, were. I approached her immediately. And in fact, last night while I was preparing a folder of screenshots, I ran across and included the screenshots that I have of me talking to her the first time I reached out and took the risk of trying to connect with her and see if she cared about any of this because there was talk of having that merged event. And this was, I think, back in November, like mid or late November, maybe early December. But it was a, a long enough period of time, over a month before they had their event uh, merging the ideas of the brands of the Free Britney movement, what they were trying to do, because if they do that and things keep working in the trajectory that they've been on, they get headlines. And then it makes it look like Free Britney has leadership at all. And that our leadership is a pink clown that doesn't like (laughs) me. 
and I have to get out of the kingdom of free Britney. It's it's funny because you mentioned gang earlier and I started thinking about the barbiecore element and BJ blocking me and mm-hmm. and her allegiance with Melanie. And I'm just like, hmm, that's interesting. The barbiecore look was the vibe of free Britney. It's, and it's not like everybody in it has got this gang energy going on. But a lot of people are starting to develop their own little thing or they're trying to they're trying to figure out a way to capitalize off of the attention that they're able to get by having some kind of a trendy handle or a cute look when they go live or they have the equipment or a space to have like impressive videos. There's nothing really congruent or actually about Britney that has to do with a lot of these profiles and platforms. Mm-hmm. And while Melanie Veronica was involved with court stuff, I know a lot of people that get involved with court stuff. And even if it's not about Britney, some of them are not really able to keep up with it all. They get lost in the sauce. They start making connections with different people. Sometimes their intentions change. Um, Well, I'll give them this. Either, you know, best case scenario, these are just stands who took it out of control and they lost the plot. Or these are some type of undercover um agitators Uh who were either paid or swayed you know by some some uh influence and they are now propped up to try to divide the movement disillusion people from what's really going on because if you notice like people aren't really talking about britney so much in what's going on with her because so much has distracted people from it people are just like now talking about the actual free britney movement instead of britney right it's it's getting right that's a big problem because i came here to actually do human rights work and this has turned into a festival and that happened with pride and that happened with occupy and that happened with blm Uh into like oh i got a sticker like, I got a shirt. I went to the event and I got a shirt. We had a great time. The kids had a blast and we saw a bunch of people. And it's, it's like, what even happened? What is what were you going for? <laughs> oh, it was for a cause. What was the cause? Did you solve it? Huh? We're going back next week. <laughs> we're, but we go and the week after that and the week after that, every week we're going out. Right. Until the and next so, movement. Yeah. And it's honestly this whole scene. It's not even really eat predators and it's not free Britney. It's just Alexa Nicholas and Melanie Veronica. It's giving infiltration it's giving provocateur it's giving you know and it's it's interesting because the provocateur the provocateur energy that alexa kicks up uh, melanie has her own thing going on melanie veronica has her own thing going on but alexa she's like doing this thing where she's like let's go blow off steam making noise and making a scene and letting these people know that we're not going to let them go and the insinuation is that you you put them on notice and then you actually do something about it um but uh, the plot was definitely lost with that part as far as anybody who's still supporting Eat Predators and has any scope yeah. on what's going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it seems, uh, I'm not in a position to publicly comment on this right now, but there have been very bizarre moves by people that I'm impressed are ignoring me that I had a, relation, a working relationship with before, um, and I have reached out to... Uh, and they are in significant positions of power. They're definitely so far have used their power to sort of neutralize, AKA mediate sort of, or like talk to Alexa. Um, and But from a position where it's just kind of a disagreement as opposed to mm-hmm. something much more insidious and bizarre as it seems yeah. to be emerging to be. 
Um, and that's not from my own take. Up until Monday of this week, uh, the week, let's see, it's Friday, February 3rd right now. Earlier this week, I was thinking that there could be some accountability and resolution. Um, and as of this week, the specific players that have entered the chat have convinced me that it would be damaging to my psychology to continue pursuing accountability with Alexa outside of, uh, you know, just kind of pulling in bigger institutions that can take care of that for me. So <clears throat> a court of law. Yeah. Uh, cyber crimes have been committed. Cyber crimes have I mean, been committed. you know, yes. it's just a matter of liability and you have your own brand to protect and it's not okay for people to ruin your reputation or compromise, you know, your credibility as a journalist, as a content creator, and just as an activist, you know, mm. you are somebody who's helping. You are needed in this. So these people disposable there could be another one in six months and we'll just forget about the last but you are going to continuously be a presence here mm -hmm. so i wanted to just say because i know we're about to run out of time but we got you know, four minutes <laughs> was it mr rogers who said it you know when there's ever a disaster look for the people helping right mm -hmm. well you know you were that person for me for, you know, nobody might know listening to this. Some people might know, you know, earlier this year, uh, late last year, you were that person for me. You know, when the disaster struck, you were one of the people helping. So I felt, you know, it was my necessary duty to be that for you in this. And as well as like all the other people who have come to you in your aid, I've seen it. And people, you know, I know who you might not know are really actually apprehensive about the whole e-predators movement now because you spoke out. There were people who really wanted to, you know, join in and be a part and and stop because they had to look and see what's really going on. You were the one who brought that point of critical thinking. That needs to be in every single one of these movements. If you're just blindly supporting, you're not going to actually end up getting anything done. Mm. That's well said. Thank you Thank so you much so for much. giving me this oh. opportunity. You know, like, Jinx, you owe me a soda. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get it when you get out here. That's great. Okay. Yes. Yes. Anytime. Um, right. yeah, thank you so much. I I love when you pray for me. I love when you pray over me. Thank you Absolutely. so much. Absolutely. Uh, I will continuously pray for you. I will continuously just be here for you because look, you're awesome. You deserve it. Thank you. Need you. People next to you who are going to actually, you know, stick up for you instead of letting you just fall by the wayside, hearing one side of the story and blocking you, you know, like that's mm. just high school stuff. So it's true. A lot of them are young though. A lot of them are under 25. The mm. ones that aren't seem like they may have something kind of going on this arrested development, which I don't mean offensively. I have arrested development mm -hmm. in other ways. I've been working on it and mm -hmm. I have really good support in place with my mental health and my business support and my mentors and consultants and people that have been really building me up and helping me figure out where I do show up. And sometimes there's mm -hmm. overgrowth there and we got to mm -hmm. figure out how to bonsai curate, you know, cut that, trim it up and get a nice little design going. But it's a, it's a good time. Um, I'm really looking to make the, it's dark shit that I'm fucking with. So I'm trying to make it light, you know, I'm like, how do we, yeah. how do we get things done? And also I think part of the work actually is helping to make it light and, 
um, also take it seriously. But I can't be more grateful for the community that I've been building over the last year. Um, Alexa included, she's a member of my community. And I, while I can't call her a friend ever again, I can't call her a safe person. I would never work with her ever again. I hope that she is able to get the help that she needs because this type of behavior is so uh, alarming um, for me. I I still care, <laughs> but it's a it's something I'll have to care from a distance, love her from afar. Well, that's the purity in your heart that cares, you know, but it's also going to be the strength in your heart that has to keep yourself away, you know? Thank you. Yeah. Word. We're oh, coming up you. on like 30 seconds left, so it's time to say goodbye. Yeah. Bye. Hi, thank you so much. You know, this was awesome. I'm willing to come back anytime. Let me know. That's what's up. Yeah, I'm sure there will be many reasons to. I definitely want you to come back when your album's dropping. And... Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Well, good and discerning people of Mayberry, I leave it to you to decide what you think about me. I mean, will. <clears throat> I mean, will. Before you go and check out Lappy's new song on SoundCloud, ask yourself, why would Alexa post such alarming claims at such a late hour to her most vulnerable and susceptible followers? Is it reasonable to suddenly write a 69-page open letter to the public about several people with influence and work history in the field she just appeared out of thin air into? Without any input from professionals that generally do this kind of public conflict sort of thing, you know, may maybe there were professionals, maybe there were. Anyway, back to the questions. How could it be possible that all of us ended up being villainous and Alexa is, despite her own admissions of fault, an innocent lamb to slaughter? Do I fit the bill, as some might say, of Will? Could Will possibly be a whole bunch of bitches? Is Will real at all? Are the stories about my behavior at the TriStar protest believable, even with all the changes to the fundamental elements of the claims and the fact that there were literally cameras on everybody the entire time? Is it safe or even legal for Alexa to use her fan base the way she has been on the internet? What other warped and insidious forces might be supporting this dog and pony shit show? What powers and motive are really behind the momentum of Alexa's return to fame or infamy? One other thing I'll say, uh, no one has really responded in any way to these requests besides blocking. There's been a small amount of people coming in and, and leaving comments, but they don't last long. I don't have comments limited like, uh, like some of these profiles that are shit talking me do. Um, so I, I feel like something about me just being available for their comments makes them not comment and uh yeah people are just blocking me they block me if i comment on their posts sometimes too um alerting them to some of the issues and it's just uh you know it's pretty it's pretty um evident to me at least that people don't want to directly engage with me uh which is bizarre. I I haven't done anything that warrants that. <laughs> um, I'm a, I'm open to all kinds of correction and critique and um, 
As far as I can tell, no one's really interested in having a conversation about accountability because they want to avoid Alexa having to be accountable. So uh, that's my take on why no one is open to the conversation about accountability and instead they're running weird PR games and allowing a person who is making criminal accusations about innocent people who have sought accountability from her privately for months and uh, made public statements in the best interest of the public uh, for the the well-being of the public um, because everybody is susceptible to caring about somebody that's crying out for help. So, anyway, now go check out Lappy's new song on SoundCloud. It's called You're Everything, and it's great. And as usual, always remember to never forget this is not going to happen. I'm not going to sit here and watch somebody that I actually, you know, like and know, have talked to, have supported. And in real time, you know, I saw like you were purely there to help. You did not take advantage of anybody. And when you were just ostracized, you know, I'm like, why would they do this to somebody? You know, why would they really, really do this to somebody? And I'm seeing the deeper levels of just evil that are in these people. You know, I, I, I wanted to believe that Melanie Veronica was like an honest person because when I asked her as soon as this case broke, what do you think about the people basically coming out and accusing Alexa of forms of abuse? related to e-predators and she said i believe in her and i don't believe them so i said oh i believe in her is some she said that to me too she said i believe in alexa i believe in this movement and i said what does that even mean and she got she kind of the conversation kind of broke down because what does it mean to believe in somebody and then not believe a bunch of other people? It's very religious, culty rhetoric, even. It's, you know, it look, it's your First Amendment. You can believe anything you want. But when we're talking yeah. about facts, you don't <laughs> believe facts. You have facts or you don't. And for her to say, I don't believe these people, I just assume she didn't have the facts. She didn't know what these people were saying. Actively she didn't know who them. they I, were. I approached her immediately. And in fact, last night while I was preparing a folder of screenshots, I ran across and included the screenshots that I have of me talking to her the first time I reached out and took the risk of trying to connect with her and see if she cared about any of this because there was talk of having that merged event. And this was, I think, back in November, like mid or late November, maybe early December. But it was a, a long enough period of time, over a month before they had their event uh, merging the ideas of the brands of the Free Britney movement, what they were trying to do, because if they do that and things keep working in the trajectory that they've been on, they get headlines. And then it makes it look like Free Britney has leadership at all. And that our leadership is a pink clown that doesn't like <laughs> me. And I have to get out of the kingdom of Free Britney. It's, it's funny because you mentioned gang earlier and I started thinking about the Barbiecore element and BJ blocking me and, mm-hmm. and her allegiance with Melanie. And I'm just like, hmm, that's interesting. The Barbiecore look was the vibe of Free Britney. It's, and it's not like everybody in it has got this gang energy going on. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are starting to develop their own little thing or they're trying to, they're trying to figure out a way to capitalize off of the 
attention that they're able to get by having some kind of a trendy handle or a cute look when they go live or they have the equipment or a space to have like impressive videos. There's nothing really congruent or actually about Britney that has to do with a lot of these profiles and platforms. Mm -hmm. And while Melanie Veronica was involved with court stuff, I know a lot of people that get involved with court stuff. And even if it's not about Britney, some of them are not really able to keep up with it all. They get lost in the sauce. They start making connections with different people. Sometimes their intentions change. Um, well, I'll give them this. Either, you know, best case scenario, these are just stands who took it out of control and they lost the plot, or these are some type of undercover um, agitators uh -huh. who were either paid or swayed, you know, by some, some uh, influence, and they are now propped up to try to divide the movement, disillusion people from what's really going on. Because if you notice, like, people aren't really talking about Britney so much and what's going on with her because so yeah. much has distracted people from it. People right. are just, like, now talking about the actual Free Britney movement instead right. of Britney. Right. It's, it's getting meta. Problem. Right. That's a big problem because I came here to actually do human rights work and this has turned yes. into a festival. Good Morning Mayberry is brought to you by Amass Studio LLC. Before you go, here's a little preview of Lappy's new song, You're Everything. I'm so Thank you.